construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Yes, this is the Flagstick Podcast presented by TaylorMade Golf Canada. Introducing Stealth with Carbon Face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Wood Age. For more information or to learn more, visit tailormadegolf.ca. Yes, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Botter, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Scott McLeod. How you doing, bud? Oh, I am awesome. I just love <laughs> cold weather, don't you? I love oh it. My- it's so dreary and chilly. I'm, I mean, I'm literally wearing shorts and a golf yeah. shirt uh, yeah. to do this, and I and but. I got the vest on. The heat's turned up in the house right now. <laughs> it's yeah, not, air, air, air there's no AC went rocking. Yeah. The AC is not rocking today. I'm going to guarantee you that. But I guess this is what we do, right? It's spring, technically. Yeah. It's still Canada. spring. It's not It's not deep summer here. We're not supposed to be getting the 30-degree uh, weather that we, we were uh, blessed with last week, uh, the end of the week. But, you know, next tomorrow, bounce back. 20 yeah. degrees you know hopefully we get some good week weather for you know what? this it weekend gives, it gives everybody something to talk about i mean everybody always talks about the weather but you're right it was it was pretty hot on the weekend uh cooled off today and i know they've uh i know they've had some cool weather out west here in canada as well but uh you're you're right as long as it's uh somewhat decent for this weekend uh for the flags to copen presented by taylor made and adidas which we'll talk about i'm sure in the front nine shameless plug um, hopefully it is it is good that's for sure is it a shameless plug though is it really no it's not i hear that all the time the guys on the guys on radio you talk about you know their shameless plug for their shameless about it shameless about it taylormade and adidas are are huge supporters of the flagstick open taylormade's a sponsor of this podcast it's not shameless they deserve the plug yeah 100 now listen you before we even got on air you said (laughs) you said that there was somebody in your garage hitting ball like first of all you kind of have to like take this take someone's in your garage hitting balls you have a simulator you in your garage you do some teaching in your garage but what do you mean someone's in your garage hitting balls you said it was a former a former flagstick open uh, champion champion. yeah yeah so the uh, the weather's uh obviously a little cool today but uh the driving range is closed over at cataraque this morning and a certain Noah Steele, the uh, two-time <laughs> Flagstick Open champion, uh, is home. Uh, he just came home from Ecuador uh, midweek last week. Uh, he's home for about 11 days or so. Wanted to hit some eggs. <laughs> Sent me a text this morning said, hey, can I come hit some balls? So while we're doing this podcast and talking about the Flagstick Open, oh my gosh. Uh, PGA Tour Latino America uh, PGA Tour Canada player and PGA Tour winner or PGA Tour Canada winner is hitting balls about uh, 35 feet from here. So. You should have brought it, put set up a second mic and had him cozy up next to your shoulder to oh, shoulder yeah. there to do a do a segment <laughs> with us. He's right there. I mean, come on. He is. Yeah. So it's just oh kind of gosh. it's just kind of funny, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he knows he knows what we're up to here, and and uh, he actually joked that uh, hey, can I play in the division <laughs> this weekend for the Flagstick Open or whatever? And it was like. Like, you know, he he wants to be that first three-time winner, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, no. You'd <laughs> but, have to get uh, his amateur status back. And I don't, yeah. first of all, I don't think they could get it back that quickly. No. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, just just nice to have him back in town and, uh, you know, working away and just happens to be uh, nearby. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, what else went on this weekend, Scott? Like, I mean, I know I didn't play. Yeah. I, I, Again. I keep saying I'm going to, and I don't uh, think, you know, I, I can't keep making excuses that things keep coming up, but things do keep <laughs> coming up. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was a busy. Honestly, it was a really busy weekend, despite yeah. uh, uh, not being able to play any golf. Did you play some golf? Did you did you get? No, any? actually, I did not. I played at the end of the week and then I melted on the uh, teaching tee on Saturday. Uh, obviously, there's a number of players that uh, I work with that are getting ready to uh, play in the Flagstick Open. So um, first full day kind of on a, you know, on a weekend to go out and, and uh, do some teaching. And yeah, it was 30 plus, had the tent out there. Let's just say anybody that was golfing on Saturday in our neck of the woods that uh, maybe didn't have enough water or sunscreen or a large hat or whatever. Dummies. <laughs> wow uh yeah it was it was a tough go i mean it was nice to have the heat for sure um but yeah it was definitely by the end of the day i mean i had some ambition that maybe by the end of the day oh maybe i'll go play nine holes after no yeah. i was whipped i was whipped by afterwards so uh but it's great to see it's nice to see uh everybody out enjoying the game uh a lot of opening day tournaments and there was one going on there at uh at, at uh, amherst you down in kingston uh and it was actually brennan smith who's our uh, again we'll go back to flex yeah to the defending champion uh he won the opening day down oh. there in i think in a five-hole playoff so um yeah so cool. uh so hopefully we get out soon i know you've got some new gear we don't have to say what it is Maybe yeah we won't get it I, I will share i will share everything about At my new gear point. uh in, a, in an upcoming episode yeah. uh, i'll share some pictures on social because uh i haven't had new gear in quite a while um like really new gear i've had uh you know don irving at artisan golf built me a set of golf clubs i think we're going back five years now yeah and uh and i love them they're great clubs and everything i just uh i just thought you know it's been five years um let's try let's try something a little more modern a little newer and yeah. let's try a different uh, let's go off the and try a different brand something so um i'll we'll share that another time um, so what do we got going on oh this man, week we got the, a we got a good show, show. episode got, eight here we got yeah it's getting episode eight it's funny it up uh, quickly yes it does um yeah we have an awesome show uh as always i mean i'm gonna say that every week because every every show is awesome <laughs> we're gonna have to get you a new so, synonym something else uh, to say new, we have a fantastic <laughs> we have a great we have an exciting we have a a a plethora of stuff to get through yeah <laughs> i love that plethora um oh um, we got some great discussions coming up uh, on the front nine uh, on this episode. Uh, some stories to share that are a, a little bit more uh, regional uh, mm -hmm, than sure. national this time. Um, you know, some other Canadian golf stories. Uh, we're going to share some thoughts on the, and that's on the front nine. On the back nine, we're going to share some thoughts about some of our favorite courses um, yeah. and what makes them our favorite courses. What you know, unique things about them that that set them apart from some of the other courses that we've played. And Kevin Hames is going to be with us on the lessons he has always uh, talking about uh, our starting position. So uh, you know what? Let's get to the front nine, Mr. McLeod, and uh, let's talk about Gord Percy. Um, yeah. Gord is somebody that, now you've known Gord much longer than I have, I but have. known Gord for a very, very long time back in, you know, the days of Rivendell Golf Club when uh, I believe I'm not sure that I, I think he shot 60. Did he not? He did. Uh, he shot 11, 60 at Rivendell Golf Club. 11 under. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, As first, an amateur, not a pro. First, but... we should probably thank our uh, sponsor for the nine, though. The front you know nine what? This week. I'm you know getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Yes. The front nine. <laughs> you're excited. The front nine. The front nine is brought to you by our good friends at Metcalf Golf Club. A natural setting, a pleasant challenge. If you're looking for fun golf at a great rate, save 15% when you prepay for your golf. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to book or to purchase. 
All right. Love now it. let's get to the front. Row. All right. Let's get to it. Yes. Um, uh, Gord Gordy, Percy. Yeah. Gord, uh, I met 30 plus years ago. Uh, was a fine, outstanding, uh, you know, junior player out at uh, the Rivendell Golf Club. Uh, he was the oldest of three brothers. His uh, other brother, Joe, he used to actually work for me in the, in the yeah, golf Yeah, I store. remember. Yeah, Joe's Steve. diet consisted of a coffee. <laughs> yeah, pretty, about, about eight coffees a day and no how, food. But that's how he met his wife across the street at the coffee <laughs> well, shop. Well, then it's worth it. Cheers, yeah, Joe. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, their other brother, Steve, uh, was a PGA professional uh, for a while as well. But uh, yeah, Gord was an outstanding player. Yes, he shot 60. Uh, I believe he ended up losing a playoff, believe it or not. It was a, ma- <laughs> it was a match against one of the members. Uh, but you know what, Gord has uh, gone on, you know, he graduated from Queens and then, uh, you know, uh, went back to school as well to the PGM program at Humber College and then has made himself a, a really solid, well-respected career uh, in golf and, you know, at a numerous clubs, teaching. Um, he's just a very considerate person, a very intelligent person. And, you know, I'm biased because I've known him for, for, yeah. for this long, but, wow. you know, uh, he's, he's been very forward as well about, you know, volunteering to make things better, uh, for his fellow PGA professionals, whether that be on the board here, uh, in the PGA of Ottawa zone, and then onto the national board. And then now he's become the president of the PGA of Canada, a term that he'll, he'll, he'll serve. Um, you know, it, it's just a there's there's nobody who doesn't respect gourd i mean he's like i said he's a very thoughtful person um you know they've got a lot of things that they want to be better uh for the pga of canada for their members and how they impact the community the golf community as well and and gourd who's now the general manager at the smith falls golf and country club uh they're proud of him there his family's proud of him, which was neat to see as well. You know, his kids, uh, Paige and Ethan, mean everything to him. And and Paige wrote the introduction for him nice. uh, for the PGA of Canada uh, article on him. And yeah, we just congratulate Gord. Obviously, he's been a columnist uh, with us over the years, yep. uh, provided instruction. Many columns. tips, yeah, many instructions. Yeah, yeah. so uh, just just really good to see. And, and uh, he, he's going to be a fine president. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I've known Gord a long time as well. And, uh, you know, have n- had nothing but but really positive um, conversations, discussions uh, with Gord. Uh, and you're right, very smart, quiet, but yeah. very yeah. smart yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guy. And uh, and hits a one iron longer and straighter than most people I know. <laughs> I've got I've got a, I've got a funny gourd story I should mention. Okay, I think you might be familiar with this, but uh, you know, back in the day uh, at the retail location that I had, I can remember he bought a King Cobra driver, and this is of course when uh, you know it was just just came out. Uh, Tiger was using it, you know, steel shaft, whatever the case may be, and he buys this driver, loves the shape of it. And then I think he was playing for the Queens golf team at the time. And then comes back a few days later. Says, I just, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this driver. I just, I just can't hit it very well. It's just, uh, there's, it's just not performing for me at all. So of course it's a, you know, it's a nine degree driver or whatever. And so we bring it up, put it in the loft lie machine or whatever. I think it had three and a half or four degrees of loft on it. It was just a manufacturing wow. defect yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it fit perfectly with the fact that he couldn't launch this thing in the air. Of course he couldn't. It was basically the loft of a putter. Uh, so anyway, so we took care of that, but I, I still remember that distinctly, you know, 30 years later. Yeah. Well, if, if it had been, you know, 
a lesser golfer coming in and saying that right, the, exactly, the, the, the exactly. story would have the story would have uh, a lot less legs to it but yeah coming yeah. from gord the fact that the guy could hit a one iron 250 yards uh yeah it's uh uh, anyways yeah congratulations to gord um great yeah. uh, great um uh, election uh to the pga of canada for as president uh you know for them he's going to do great things for them for sure 100 stuff done um down your neck of the woods there the loyalist showcase junior showcase which has been going on for quite some time now amazing amazing junior golf tournament especially as uh very competitive but especially mm -hmm. as an introductory golf tournament for young golfers because of the the way they do the divisions and the way they have walking scorers and spotters and like uh you know chaperones especially for the younger ones yeah. um but but that happened this past weekend uh and uh it was a good weekend for it for sure yeah, it was good. Uh, I managed to pop out for a few hours, which was fantastic. And like you say, this event has grown and, you know, they have all sorts of different age groups. Uh, it was very interesting this year because uh, the Ontario Women's Amateur is slated to take place at Loyalist later this summer. So that brought out some some higher quality players at the top level national team and Team Ontario players. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, all the way down, sorry, to the, uh, the little ones, as you said, walking scores, and it's neat to see the walking scores that are out there. And in fact, uh, one of the groups of the girls that was out there and they had no idea, uh, but their walking score was, uh, a lady, uh, Patricia Dwyer, uh, Trish Dwyer, who is a member of the Canadian curling hall of fame. And, yeah. You know, she's an amazing lady and it was neat that she's just out there volunteering, helping these kids along, said it was a great time. And it, and it made me giggle because I was listening to these kids in the scoring tent afterwards talking about their scores and what was good and what was bad. And yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was fun to see. And, you know, um, you know, although there were winners, uh, I don't think that was the important part more than anything. Not uh, with this she, tournament. No, no, not really. And and. Yeah, and it's a twofold tournament now as well. Not only is it the Loyalist Junior Showcase, which uh, you know is supported by Ping, which is great. It all is also now part of the Road to TPC Toronto, which is a a series that's uh, you know backed by Cobra Puma Golf, and then these kids basically earn an opportunity to move on and play a finale at TPC Toronto up in Caledon, Ontario later in the year. And that's just for the junior age players. So it adds another level to the tournament. Uh, Jeff James and Austin James just did a great job out there. Uh, really, really well organized. Uh, saw Brad Parkins out there as well, helping oh, nice. out doing things. And uh, yeah, it's just really well organized. Great comments from the parents. Uh, perfect weather. Good good time as well for the players to get some of the, some of their first competitive reps in uh for the year but uh fun event and uh you know it, it was great to kind of be out there for the weekend you know it's interesting um i know we got a lot to get through so we don't want to you know sure deep dig too deep but my first experience my first and only experience with the loyalist junior showcase um you know was quite a few years ago now i'm thinking probably five years ago now with Brandon, maybe even six yeah. years ago with Brandon when he played his first tournament. And one of the things that, that really got my attention because he was in the younger, um, mm -hmm. the younger group, um, you know, good golfers in the younger group. But the one thing that they, it, we had gotten a ton of rain um right. on the second um uh, oh yeah the that second was, day that was the year where the rough was super super yes hot. it was yeah. it, they couldn't cut it it was super sick so what they allowed the younger kids to do was when their ball was in the rough they allowed them to 
prop it up Place it. to, to yeah. kind of move yeah. it around a little bit so that it wasn't because otherwise you're going to have a bunch of eight-year-old and nine-year-old kids trying to hack the ball out of six inch rough That's and fun. they're just going to keep hitting it in and hitting it in and hitting in so they allowed everybody in certain up to certain age groups do that mm -hmm. and as long as it's the same for everybody in the field even though i know it's a rules yeah. violation yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's one of the things that stuck out stuck out in my stuck out stuck out in my <laughs> mind right you, you think Words, it was eh? monday Words, um, they're tough <laughs> it stuck out in my mind was the fact that they the attention to catering to the kids and making the experience right. enjoyable for them yeah. and that yeah. was the thing now i know other tournaments do that so don't don't think that we're saying the loyalist junior showcase the only no. junior tournament that does this but um it's just one of those events that we're so familiar with and we and we know you know the the positive feedback that we always hear from that event and then myself having experienced it with it with a young child for yeah. uh you know once it, it's uh you know awesome awesome event um now yes, uh, sir. let's talk a little hall of fame uh mm -hmm. last year the ovj uh launched the uh the inaugural ovga hall of fame yeah. And uh, there were a number of inductions into that Hall of Fame. And of course, mm -hmm. now this is something that we're going to get to talk about uh, every year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while there were, uh, we have already announced um, all know, the inductees for 2022, uh, yep. you know, all the, the inductees for 2022, um, we wanted to draw attention to two inductees in particular from Carlton Golf and Yacht Club, um, Bonnie Wolf and, uh, and Graham Gunn. Um, yeah. Uh, so on the weekend, uh, our Joe McLean was out at uh, Carlton Golf and Yacht Club, and uh, you know they recognized uh, Bonnie, on, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, and uh, Graham Gunn, who was uh, you know spent some time as a head professional at the club from 1997 to 2006. Uh, so they held a ceremony uh, for them there to, to recognize that, and uh, you know Drew Lefebvre from. Um, uh, the Hall of Fame co-chair and the OVGA president uh, was there, uh, as well as uh, other Hall of Fame committee members, uh, such as Ross Hookin. And then, um, you know, Bonnie's uh, spouse, uh, Sue Hardman, received a certificate for Bonnie, uh, obviously an emotional uh, event. And, uh, you know, everybody had uh, a few stories uh, yeah, about, sure uh, about, about Bonnie and uh, about uh, Graham as well. And uh, it was just nice to see. And it's nice to see that the clubs are recognizing that their players are going into this Hall of Fame uh, and the importance of it. And it's just going to build. And I think we mentioned that previously, you know, uh, with the list of inductees, there's so many people that have been influential in the last uh, century and beyond oh gosh, yes. uh, in, in Ottawa and in the Ottawa Valley. And uh, it's great to see these people recognized and, and the clubs getting involved as well and, and uh, having uh, ceremonies like this for them. I think it's important to to note for people uh, that are watching or listening this uh, to to us right now that there are literally there's hundreds of people mm. um, that have had uh, had uh, their their fingers on the on the pulse of golf in in the region for quite a while, uh, yeah. and uh, you know you'll hear names being inducted, and you know maybe there's somebody you know that 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 didn't get inducted this time around. And given that this is very them. new. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to take a while to course, really yeah. build because you can't put everybody in all at once. No. Um, and these things take time to build and it's going to be years and years, mm -hmm. um, you know, before really they catch up to, 
to everybody that that should get recognized and they have a criteria that they're following and, and lots of people fall into that criteria whether it's in the players category or in the builders category um but uh the names that i'm seeing so far especially the 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 uh, in, inaugural class last year and then this class this year um the names that i've i've seen have have well deserving uh yep. of of their uh the accolade and um and it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the years as the years progress who who does get inducted and uh, and to be able to you know being doing what we do being able to talk about you know yeah. talk about the inductees the way we're able to and 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 share share well, those the, ceremonies with them so yeah um, for us i mean we've known a lot we know a lot of these names and and you know it's just nice to see them getting the recognition and and uh you know they might not be known to the average golfer and you know when they discover what special people they are and how they impacted golf and they made it better for the people that are playing the golf now um it's it's just fantastic yeah no question no question um now staying sort of with the uh association golf and mm. and uh kind of uh the play junior golf tour uh kicks off this coming weekend it does kicks off yeah. on flagstick open weekend but we'll come back <laughs> to flagstick open um yeah. but it kicks off this weekend uh with the humber college pgm spring open um and it's being it's being held at rito view this year it is and uh you know it's the start of an exciting season that uh will conclude in uh in august at uh at Cataraqui. but uh you know juniors are eager to get out and play as we've mentioned already with the loyalist junior showcase but uh great uh to have our friends at uh the play junior golf tour getting their getting their year going and at a fantastic venue as well and yeah and uh certainly going to be well attended uh well subscribed uh, a lot of young golfers obviously want to get out and play Rito view which you know is a premium private club yes. in our region have that opportunity to play there and and uh you know kudos to the golf courses that are really encouraging junior golfers oh, very uh, much and so. welcoming junior golfers because we know it's very difficult there's a lot of demands on the golf courses right now as we've documented uh very much in this, in this podcast so uh for clubs like uh Rito view to make that commitment and, and others as the uh, fill out the schedule for the year here uh congratulations to them and uh yeah we look forward to uh, providing some coverage to that and good luck to all the kids this weekend yeah and chris uh, i know you're listening yeah uh, or you're still maybe, maybe yep. you're watching you will get sleep sometime around september <laughs> i'm sorry maybe. Maybe. it has it has begun and yeah. uh, you're going to be a busy guy for, yeah. for a few months uh but yeah that's awesome i uh, love love the fact that we're able to uh you know come you know be a media partner yeah. uh, and a sponsor with the play junior golf tour and uh that we'll be talking about play junior golf tour events all summer long uh right leading into the finale um so uh kick it off let's get it going yeah um, so we'll have results of that next week we'll uh yeah we'll share we'll share that next week on the flagstick podcast awesome um now this person <laughs> i saw this on <laughs> i saw this on the list of topics and i and i kind of when i first read it i'm like what why are we why but i, I get yeah okay um a lot of people are, are aware derek mcdonald who is the uh the uh head teaching professional at Royal Ottawa. Yep. Um, good friend of ours, friend of mm -hmm. the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Say that. Um, his, uh, his wife, uh, Jenny yep. is uh, a well-known radio personality on, uh, on the new hot 89.9. Yep. And um, she is, she is like a, a golf nut. 
Like, oh yeah, like she is big, big. And of course, this is how they met, right? Is that yeah? Is, and I think she loves golf more than Derek. How is I, that? Well, I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> I'm definitely beginning to wonder because yeah. I mean, she she just got another her second. I think she got her second hole in one. Oh, three. Seriously? Yeah, I know. Three. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Either I'm not good enough, or I don't play enough golf. Yeah, that's it. Or Both. Derek's a good teacher, or Jenny's a just a good golfer because she doesn't listen to Derek's teaching. Maybe I don't know. Ouch! That <laughs> nah, can't be it. Sorry, Derek. Sorry, Derek. Um, Jenny, being a very avid golfer, um, yep. she is. Uh, she has now become the ambassador for the OVGA Girls Golf League that we yep. talked about on this podcast a week ago. Yep. Um, Tell us about that, Scott, because I mean, it, this yeah, is just, it's really good to see. Yeah, it is. It's it's just fresh. Um, this was just announced yesterday. But, uh, you know, Jenny obviously spent a fair amount of time at the marshes when Derek was the head professional there. And that's going to be the location for this golf league. And, uh, you know, she's an avid player. She's a, obviously an advocate for, uh, you know, junior girls and a lot of causes and things as well. Uh, she hopes to be out there as many Sundays as possible to encourage the girls and you know what? She's just going to provide a, a nice voice. She obviously, as you mentioned, has a strong following already. Uh, you know, popular person in in the job that she does. Very, uh, very entertaining. Oh, uh, very, very engaging. She's so funny. Person. <laughs> She's and, such a uh, funny person. Yeah, you know, personally, obviously, as, as, as a friend, you know, I just know how much, you know, she loves this game. And I think this is something that she's looked forward to being doing something active like this. And it's it's just a perfect fit. Uh, and I think it's great for the Ottawa Valley Golf Association to recognize that a person like her can bring a lot of value to this. Oh, league. no question. Um, to help out and, and encourage you know girls to be out there um, you know probably probably in some of the parents that you know will obviously listen to the listen yeah to the station or whatever and they're like hey you know this is this person so uh, great to see and uh, certainly we can always use more advocates in this game uh, you know in in any possible level and especially at this level which is you know uh, people that are just coming to the game, starting to play game at a competitive level uh, or, you know, just at a casual level. And and, yeah. and it's, it's important. So uh, it's good to see for sure. I mean, if you could have picked when they started this, mm. if you could have just written a description of the type of person that would be ideally suited to spend Sunday afternoons with, with uh, some young junior girl golfers, yep. that would be, um, that would be fun to be around and put the put the sort of the the entertainment side of of uh of golf in front of the young girls to show them just how much fun golf could be um her name would have popped to the top of my list in a yeah, heart for sure I mean, she is yeah. so fun and i mean i listen to them on the radio a lot i mean i listen to the hot 899 uh quite a bit and and uh, you know a little bit of country music as well but um what a perfect person uh yeah. to to have for that okay um, I want to get to the flagstick open, but you know what, Scott, we're going to push that into the, into the latter half of the back nine and talk about it just before we, uh, we close sure, off the good. show. Um, we got to take a quick, uh, a quick little break here and, and, um, uh, get a little message from our presenting sponsor, TaylorMade Golf Canada. So, uh, when we come back though, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite golf courses and what makes them our favorite golf courses. We're going to stop off at the lesson tee with Kevin Haim and learn a little bit more about our starting position. Uh, and we'll dive into a little bit of product watch. We're not going to tell you what yet. It's going to be fun. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. Over the past 40 years, 
you've inspired us to make a lot of great drivers. All great, but all eventually reach their limit. But while we were making all these drivers for the present, we were also hard at work making the next generation of driver. Because where titanium ends, carbon begins. All right, we are back and uh, ready to dive in to the back nine, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulators are built to your specs and to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. All right, Scott, this was your topic. This was it your was. idea. Um, you know, it's always interesting on on you know Sunday evening when we sort of are finishing up show prep and getting ready for for recording i look through the the list sort of thing and i oh this is an interesting topic <laughs> i like it so let's let's get yeah. to it uh we're talking about what what uh, our favorite golf courses or maybe maybe favorite is not because uh, well, i don't want to get i don't want to get into trouble I here think, because i think i think favorite's fine best is the the bad one. yeah okay yeah, let's stay away yeah. from best or top 10 yeah, ugh, the, the ugh. top ten reasons why you shouldn't do a top ten list when uh, of golf courses when you're in the golf industry. I yeah, think bro. that's okay. That's the that's the next topic. Sure, the top ten reasons not to do a top ten list yeah. uh, of golf courses when you're in the golf industry. But this one's okay. Favorite. Um, yeah. All right, we said sort of maybe pick three. Uh, of all time <laughs> but God, i mean i started making a list and i had to stop because <laughs> there are courses there are courses locally there are courses within the province there are courses you know within the country and there are courses yep. across the, the globe yep <laughs> you know because i mean I, I you've traveled a little bit more than i have i've had an opportunity Just to play switch. you know I, i've traveled enough and yeah. to play enough golf courses that I do have some some favorites. You might find when I start talking about some of the courses that I like, though, you might find a little bit of a um, a trend or in the in the types of golf courses that do appeal to me. Okay, um, I think I think you could probably see because you've already seen the list that there's sort of a you know there's sort of a style of golf course that I really like and. Right. Um, and we should say, I mean, again, you know, as we mentioned, this is not about best. No, this is about no, not at all things that appeal to you personally and why a golf course is, you know, kind of interesting. And maybe we yep. should define that a little bit, you know, in talking about, you know, what makes a golf course a favorite. I mean, there's an emotional attachment that is there. Yep. I mean, I know lots of people that, you know, maybe it's the first course they played on or maybe it's a special memory that, that happened at that particular place. Um, this is not about, you know, oh, it's, you know, the grass is this, the short and you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's got this many bunkers and it's got this and this. Yeah. This is totally um, subjective, totally. And, subjective. and very personal. So, oh, I mean, yeah. there's uh, my list is, I mean, I, I, I can look and I see that our... I think there's one crossover. There's one. I was going to put the set. There's two, but I didn't. Okay. I already had enough on the list, so I didn't yeah. I didn't put the second one. And you know darn well which one on the list, because there's only one other one on your list that I've played as well. So, right. Um, yeah. So I'm going to sort of, I'm going to start things off because sure. um, by, 
by a, a fairly large margin, I would mm-hmm. say that this golf course was, you know, is, is, and was the, my favorite golf course to have played for a number of reasons. Of course. Uh, and that was uh, North Berwick uh, in Scotland. Yeah. Um, so why <laughs> is North Berwick in Scotland what, my, yeah, and, at the top of and, my and list and it's, and it's not just because it's revered for architecture as far as yeah. certain, you know brit's golf course uh brit's uh whole uh you know redan design although redan might come into your <laughs> your your reasoning as far as why you like this but uh you know for people that are not familiar with uh with north barrack um you know it, it's located in a very golf rich area of Scotland, um, east of Edinburgh, in, in the uh, East Lothian region, uh, highly revered. It's hosted, uh, you know, Open Championship qualifiers. It'll never host probably an Open Championship. No, it's, it's not designed for that. But um, but there's some fun features about it, and and beyond the fact that you had to play with me there when I had massive strep throat and was half dead. Um, How I didn't get strep throat on that, uh, on that yeah. trip is beyond me. But I mean, um, why, why does that golf course stand out? Okay. So there's a number of reasons. I'm not going to say there's two or three, there's a number of reasons, but I will, I will mention a few. The first reason that it stands out to me is the is is number one is that it's a it's a it's a true links golf course mm-hmm. um and uh and that you know by definition i'm not going to get into by definition what the definition of a links golf course is uh but you know being where it was the the setting um yeah. you're basically you know playing right along i mean it's it's yeah it's crazy um yeah. the turf that you're playing on Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I bring up the turf only because the night before we pl- we were to play our oh, match, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were staying uh, we were staying on property. Yeah, um, and the marine, uh, the marine hotel, that's the marine hotel, door. which is a yeah. gorgeous, just gorgeous, beautiful old hotel. Yeah, um, we had the, two of the most massive friggin' rooms for single person to stay in. Yeah, uh, we weren't sharing rooms there. We had these huge rooms. They're all creaking, and oh, it was just yeah, amazing. And they were creaking a lot because the wind was rattling. Yes, the wind hard the night was before. blowing like crazy. It was yeah. pouring rain sideways. We're literally in the room that night, thinking there is no way, yeah, no way that we're playing golf tomorrow. Like it's not possible. It's raining so hard. And we get up the next morning. We have breakfast head out to the golf course and literally that place was dry as a bone. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not possible. This place was, it was soaked. It was pouring rain Yeah, and it's dry as a bone. And that's, that's just, that's the turf, yeah. uh, you know, where the, the water drains so well yeah, and sandy soil. So. you know, it was amazing. So that was number one. That was one of the reasons why it was my favorite. Cause I was thinking we weren't going to get to play and, because yeah. of its the golf course we were able to play um the layout of the golf course i really enjoyed a lot i i really do like link style golf and you'll you'll see that from a number of the courses on my list yeah. um and the match mm-hmm. uh, was the other big reason we uh we were fortunate enough to uh to have have a two person or uh, I guess it, we got we got it's a it four was, ball, yeah, four ball, yeah. Um, between you and and uh, myself, 
Yeah. And games. we had, we had uh, Chris Spencer, who was at that point, the, uh, the manager of the facility was the yep. secretary at North Berwick He's since moved on. And uh, Alan Minto, Alan become, Minto, yes, who's become a friend who's a, a two-time World Hickory champion, right? And uh, it was Scotland versus Canada, yeah, uh, in an epic match and their home turf, and yep. they obviously played it, and uh, yeah, we did okay. And it came, and it came down to closing the match out on on what the you Redan. mentioned earlier, yeah, Redan. the 15th hole, yeah, um, and uh, and I hit, we we both hit like crazy good shots i think we both hit it to like five feet um i, I think i was a little outside you and then i'm i missed and then you you, you hold it for for the win and but, that was uh, the and that was the match it was it was just awesome so yeah. for me um you it's know a, memory, a lot of right? those things because the because of the memory of of that match you know who we played with how the match went the 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 feeling of not thinking we we're going to be able to play and then mm. realizing just what playing golf in Scotland, uh, you know, not just Scotland, but in, in Scotland for us meant as far as, you know, the turf and, and drying the course out, the setting for the golf course, you know, right yeah. along the beach there. And, and it was just, and, and staying in that hotel, like it was just everything sort of really kind of pulled together and made it a very memorable golf day. And mm -hmm. that's why it's at the top of my list. What yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'll reiterate exactly everything that you said there. Uh, I'm fortunate to be back there and, and uh, I didn't play when I went back a few years later, but, uh, you know, went for a walk and the setting's great. As you mentioned, you know, Lynx land is basically land that joins the sea and the, and the town. It's a strip of sand kind of in between where the course is played. Um, this is a golf course, much like the old course at St. Andrews. Same thing. It plays back into town. It's surrounded by the town. Uh, in fact, the parking lot is so tight to the 18th hole that uh, yeah. insur insurance is included uh, in your green fee uh, to cover your windshield or whatever damage could happen to the car that's parked right <laughs> along there. But uh, you can literally walk from the clubhouse right into a, you know, a pub a, a few feet away, pretty much. Um, yeah, a, a magnificent setting, obviously looking out, you know, Bass Rock out there, a lot of great other golf courses. I think there's 22 or so in, in East Lothian, just a quirky golf course as well it's mm -hmm. not your standard championship layout you know walls come into play the pit yes. the 15th hole you know if you get it in a situation too close to the wall you might have to chip down and play through the gate of the wall <laughs> you have to cross several other walls and the walls are there because um you know this golf course grew over time and and basically uh, grabbed other pieces of property in order to make the layout and they left the natural walls that were there they also have a kids course that was there katrina matthew uh, a lot of people will be familiar with as far as uh you know a famous let lpga tour player solheim cup captain uh she grew up there playing that kids course um it's just a special spot yeah. And uh, I know uh, some people that we know are actually over there right now. I think they played yesterday. Um, but uh, Mike Paquette from, from Brockville oh, right. and, a, yeah. and a gang from Brockville are over there and, and they played. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear their comments as well. But uh, yeah, it, it's continued to be number one on my list just, just because it's such a fun place to play magnificent setting and and as you said it's it's the extra memories as well yeah. uh, for the circumstances that we played it under uh and you know we'll be able to tell that story forever oh, as yeah. far as no, no completing, a, completing a match on the redan the famed redan that has yeah. been copied uh that design that green design has been copied around the world 
against uh, you know two esteemed gentlemen from from Scotland. So uh, it, it made for made for quite a way to uh, to cap a trip for us. You literally cannot make this stuff up, people. No, no, not <laughs> at is, all, not at all. You know, I mean, we've been on we've been on so many road trips, and you know, that one we won't call it a road trip because it really was more of a. <laughs> Oh, I just to call trip. it a golf trip, road trip, still whatever. Golf trip. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, the opportunity possibly to maybe this fall, maybe this fall we can do one. Maybe we sure. wait another year. I'm not just a hundred percent sure yet, but um, maybe, maybe we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, so what, what else do you got on your list, Scott? Uh, I'm going to go overseas for another one as well before we uh, dip back into North America. Uh, I was had the pleasure a few years ago, just prior to the Open Championship at, uh, at Portrush, uh, okay. to, to play Royal Portrush. Uh, nice. And Royal Portrush, what I like about it, although we had played uh, Royal County Down, uh, which is undoubtedly, you know, noted by many as the number one ranked golf course in the world. It's a hard golf course. Yeah. And, and one of the things I like or I think about a golf course when, you know, I think about it from a favorite standpoint is would I want to play it every day? Yep. And, and, you know, Royal County Down, while it's a challenge and I love as a good player to, you know, to test myself um, and I would like to play it all the time it could be hard to play yeah. that all the time. So uh, Port Rush is just a very balanced golf course. It doesn't really have a bad hole. Uh, again, you know, kind of on the cliff tops uh, as you're playing there, just a beautiful setting. And all the players who played the Open Championship there and will return as well uh, to have the Open Championship there, they just realize what an amazing uh, property it is. So again, circumstances, uh, played it with some good people. Uh, we had fine weather, probably as good a weather as you could possibly yeah. have in, 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 northern, uh, in Northern Ireland in, at the end of April, start of May, uh, yeah. certainly on that same trip we had some dirty weather trying to play some <laughs> other golf courses that but uh but uh, port rush is, is is definitely something that's certainly special and and again it's not because it's hosted an open championship it's not because it's world acclaimed it's just the setting the environment the memory of playing there um just how fun it is it's a bouncy golf course uh you can play a lot of different holes a lot of different ways the golf course doesn't define how you play it you get to find your way around that golf course and uh, that's what's made it quite fun cool cool um well you uniqueness um to a golf course uh and you know for me a lot of what makes a golf course a favorite for me is is uh, how memorable it is um mm -hmm. you know whether or not I want to play it every day or not, that, that plays a factor in it for sure. Right. Um, but it, uh, for me, it's, does it stand out to me as something that, you know, cause I played a lot of golf and, yeah. and I played a lot of golf courses. I can't, um, can't I don't remember have an, all, every, no, you know, right. I know you can, um, yeah, you know, but, but I can't recall every golf course, every hole and every golf course that I played. Um, I can't, recall you know things that really stood out on on a lot of the golf courses that i played mm -hmm. years later yeah one golf course that we played on one of our our, our trips down south um yeah. was uh was a michael strantz design um yep. uh tobacco road mm. yep and just, uh just pinehurst yeah now now we were down there in you know doing a pinehurst uh, aberdeen um trip Yep. And, um, we, this was one of the sort of off Pinehurst property 
sojourns yeah. that we that we did. There were a few different golf courses that we played off property uh, when we were down doing the Pinehurst stuff. And this one just blew my mind. Mm. Um, and it's not the only Strands course I've ever played. Right. Um, so it's not surprising that it blew my mind because mm-hmm. the other courses uh, blew my mind as well. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but this one really, you know, I swear that the first thing that I said after we played it was, you know, or after we got sort of into the round was it looked like, like, somebody just dropped a bunch of bombs on this you know <laughs> yeah uh, you know on this property and wherever the craters were wherever the mounds were and where it, that's just they just built the golf course around it yeah. um it put a green in behind a, like it was it was insane like you we said i've never really played a golf course i've played lots of golf courses using yardage books mm-hmm. i've never played a golf course that required me to use the yardage yeah, book yeah, to yeah, play yeah. the golf course. Like, yeah. and, and I mean, and, and what I mean by that is like, you could stand out in a fairway and, and go, okay, well, you know, it's 153 from this sprinkler, but I can literally see the green right there. Mm-hmm. I could laser it, yeah. you know, with, you know, you no a laser finder is not going to help you no. at tobacco you more, road. You need more information. Than uh, that. Yeah. You need a lot more information because some of the tees, yeah. the carries, the angles that you're playing it at, the fact yeah. that some of the landing spots for your tee shots were in fairways that were hidden behind mounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's, there's sand everywhere, like waste yeah. areas everywhere. And they're, they're not just waste. These are mammoth waste areas. Yeah. Uh, and I think so. So for me, um, you know, it played okay there. I didn't, you know, it was not a bad round of golf by any means. And maybe because I played it by the yardage book, that's kind of, I, I went with the yardages that I had and just played to certain points throughout the golf course, the whole round. Yeah. Um, but uh, that one sticks out in my mind a lot um, as one of my favorites, just because of the fact that it was so unique mm-hmm. and so different and yeah. so memorable um yeah i mean no. there's there's a lot of art forms there mark mike strands obviously was a, you know a bit of an artist and you know did nine golf courses in his lifetime and you know i think about you know we played royal new kent for an example uh true blue caledonia golf and fish club which you know is one of my favorites which probably yeah. should have been on the list yeah i was gonna say as well but uh you know he he was really an artist and and using the land forms to kind of match up to those artistic visions in his mind and creating things that you might only see on paper and not expect to ever see in in real life. And that's what he managed to do at Tobacco Road. And, you know, it's obviously very distinct as far as that opening tee shots get two huge, huge mounds uh, that you have to play your tee shot Mm -hmm. down between uh, sort of like goalposts really more than anything. And that kind of gets you started, um, you know, tea markers that uh, are farm miniature farming implements um you know respective of kind of what the property used to be a little bit they turned into a little bit of a quarry that they used as well and they've left even some of the artifacts of that uh aspect there around so it's it's very uh it's very appealing from an eye standpoint visually and i think that's definitely why it jumps out and like you said it's just such a distinctive landforms that you know it's it's something that's going to stand out for you that you're going to remember for a long long time yeah and and from a standpoint of um you know because i'm a, i'm a marketing person um mm-hmm. you know graphic person marketing person you know first and foremost and the thing about tobacco road that also caught my attention was when you talked about the tea markers yeah 
And this is something that, you know, I don't, not too sure how many golf course operators, owners are listening or watching this podcast. And I'm sure that many of them have heard me say this on numerous meetings that we've had. But one of the most important things that you as a golf course can do is identify what makes you unique. Mm -hmm. What is your unique point? What is your, what is your thing? And then use that as a tool for marketing your facility. Tobacco Road, from the moment you get to the property to the moment you, you know, go in and pay your green fee, uh, you know, get a snack, go to the driving range, everything about that experience is, is built on by what you said, it's a, it was a tobacco farm. Um, and the cultivator teas and the plow, like all of that stuff on the teas, the burlap bags that they use to um, you know, for the, for the range balls, the mm -hmm. little bags um, that they use for the range balls instead of baskets, you mm -hmm. know, or instead yeah. of just the bags that you can buy at any, yeah, golf, it's all, th you know. it's all themed, right? Yeah. Inside the clubhouse, all the, the whole wood floor, like plank yeah. wood floor. We're not talking about finished. Yeah, it looks wood. like a lot. It basically looks like a big log cabin. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, so all of that kind of stuff, the minimal, the minimalist nature of mm -hmm. the facility from start to finish, yeah. that's what, and you know the logo that they use to to sell the play it's it's not it's not this god-awful ugly look and this is what i want my golf course logo to look like it's what if i when i wrote an article about this a while ago and i'm getting off topic here but um i wrote an article uh about would you wear the shirt mm -hmm. and and it was a marketing and, and that was kind of like one of those things i i mean i bought a shirt i don't buy a lot of shirts at a lot of the golf courses where we played but the logo was killer mm -hmm. I would wear that shirt with that logo on it because it didn't feel like I was advertising for the golf course I was playing. Right. The logo yeah. was so unique and so yeah. different Should that I felt like it was just... right, in, right in here. We'll probably put a fit picture of that logo just so people can see it. Eh? Yeah. Okay. You know what? Uh, yeah. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be, as you're, as you're listening to this podcast, look to uh, the side of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and there'll be a picture of the logo for tobacco road. Um, so that was what made that golf course unique for me. Yeah. Yeah, there. That's my. That's two. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get. Yeah, so we, we should. You know what? We we can probably do a part two of this, and they're just to keep it compact. Okay. Otherwise, we're gonna end up going for weeks on yeah. on this yeah. and golf courses. So, uh, why don't I give a third? And and again, it's not one, two, three here for me. This is ones that stand out. This is yeah. some of the ones because uh, obviously, you know, we can get to many, many. Um, I'm going to mention Winter Park is my third. Oh yes, one. okay. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's something you would enjoy. Um, it's a golf course that is just north of Orlando. Uh, was originally a 36-hole um, private club years and years ago. Uh, progressively became less and less of a golf course to the point that it was a nine-hole uh, municipally-owned golf course with you know basically crappy facilities. The design was terrible and nobody really wanted to play it and you know what was neat for them was that the city and there's a number of stories about it and we've posted many so if you want to look on flagstick.com you'll see uh, some stories referencing it because we've been back there a couple times to play 
Um, you know, the, the town basically had an advocate in their mayor and their council. Uh, they recognized it as a great asset within their community, uh, brought in a couple of great designers, um, Riley Johns and Keith Reb to, uh, you know, put the money into the golf course, not just to put the money into a design fee. Uh, and these guys really turned this into, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a mecca of sorts for a lot of players to go. It's not long. It's got some really interesting greens. It's a very social place where, you know, I, I've had people running through the golf course while you're there. I've played in 11 sims with a dog on this golf course. <laughs> 11 sims. Uh, you know, like Matt Nella, many people would be familiar with him from the golf channel. Now the fire pit collective uh, has, was a big advocate lived on the property before he moved out West. Um, I ran a skins game there on the Friday. I played in the skins game a couple of times. Uh, it's just just a neat community place, low cost, and I don't know how to describe the vibe. I mean, there's roads that cross all over the place. There's trains going by. Um, you know, it's just integrating the community, and it feels very much like what you feel in Scotland, you know, at the old course or North Berwick, of, you know, the town surrounding it. And seeing the value of it, not just as a golf course, but as a public space. Uh, and people generally, you know, they'll, they'll finish nine. They'll leave their clubs there. They'll maybe they'll sit by the fire pit and have a beverage. Uh, they'll they'll walk into town and have lunch, which is you know kind of right there. They'll yeah. walk back, play another nine, whatever. And it, it's really a lot of fun and and just a really cool culture uh, and something that's not you know country club uh, of any kind, but it still has nice amenities. And you know it's a challenging little golf course. And uh, you know every time. Um, for the last bunch of years after uh, I played it the first time I've been back and, and couldn't get there fast enough uh, during nice. PGA show week when they're always make time to go there. And uh, it's been interesting just to go back and play. And, you know, if people have a chance to go play WP nine winter park, uh, definitely they should. Yeah, no, I'm definitely one that loves nine hole golf courses. Mm -hmm. um, As we talked and, about uh, last week. Yep. Yeah. That's not one that's uh, that I've played. It's uh, definitely one you will. that I we'll get want you there. to play. Yeah. Um, so, oh, cool. All right. Why, well, don't listen. Get, why, don't you, why don't you give us one more? One more? Okay. Yeah, um, sure. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be your favorite. Just mention one more. Among okay. Here's a side note. Here's a side note favorite. Back. Here's a side note favorite for me. Um, sure. This is going very local. Um, okay. So, I'm going to go back to, you know, I'm going to call it back to my hometown. Sure. Um, I grew up uh, in Brockville, Ontario. Yep. Um, and uh, I didn't really start playing golf until after we moved from Brockville to Kingston. And I was about 17 years old. But I did play my mm -hmm. first round of golf, the very first round of golf I ever played. Uh, I played at uh, Brockville Highlands. Hmm. Yeah. The former... Yeah, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately uh, yeah. the former Brockville Highlands. Now, yeah. why is this on my list of favorites? Because Brockville Highlands is by no means, is it? You, it's you not know, Augusta National. No, we're not talking about a $150 a round golf course. We're not talking about a, you know, four floor clubhouse with a pool. And like, no. we're talking about as basic as it gets, um, you know, old house renovated, addition built, like it, it's... But cook your, cook your chuck wagon in the microwave. Exactly. It was a the combined yeah. counter where you paid your green fees and got your hot dog and your chips yeah. right next to it. Yeah. The pro shop was on the side wall of the place where you sat down to eat your lunch. Mm -hmm. um, but the people, number right. one, yeah, the Dunn family, 
Um, yeah. You know, that was a huge part of it for me. Um, because years later, after I played it as a kid, um, for the very first time, years later, being in this business and then going back there as with them as a client and, and really getting to know the family and spending numerous, numerous times just going down on delivery of magazines and sitting there and having those conversations with with yep. uh, Charlie Guy and, and, and Carol and Kathy and, and Gary and yep. like just like it, that for me was a huge, a huge component of this. Now, the golf course extremely unique golf course um, golf course narrow golf course. narrow narrow yeah very narrow like i mean there's definitely you know aside from maybe two holes on the whole golf course where a driver sprayed anywhere left or right would be safe yeah um you know holes were not overly long but they didn't need to be because they were so narrow i mean just even trying to hit a seven iron off some of those tees just to put it in position on a 310 yard hole True. was hard uh and, you know so the golf course had a very unique uh, feel to it a unique layout to it very just fun just a really mm -hmm. fun golf course to play we played numerous uh um tournaments the charity tournament down there yep. that we played uh you know every year uh we're all we were always a part of that uh mm -hmm. and it was awesome to be a part of that and but they're I, part of the community right yeah they very much raised so. a lot of money for the community and they provided yep. They provided that incubator for people to go on to other places. And, you know, as you mentioned for yourself, I mean, yeah, you get a start there, but, you know, we run into people all the time now, you know, that wax romantic about their days there mm -hmm. and their time there. And, you know, they may have gone on to be a member at, you know, a country club or other cities and other things, but, you know, it's that nostalgia that makes a golf course really, really um, something that appeals to a lot of us that we have the good memories about them. And Absolutely. You know, that's, 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 that's an important feature as well. And I had closure with that golf course. And I, I mean, maybe some people didn't have that when I, it was closing, we knew it was closing, it was shutting down. Right. Um, and, uh, my, my youngest son, Brandon, who's an avid golfer. Um, I wanted him to play the golf course. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to experience the, the, the course that I first played on the very first yep. course I played on. So we drove down um, to play it, and that that weekend it was raining, and, and we knew it was raining, and I couldn't get a hold of the um, Carol uh, or Kathy to you know see if they were open. So we drove down, and then we got there, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's closed. So just luckily, uh, Carol and uh, her husband Gary were coming back from breakfast. And they were pulling into the house they lived next door and i kind of pulled around and said like is any chance that we can just go out and play uh around a golf and they're like yeah absolutely leave your car here though because we don't want everybody to think it's over right. yeah 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 so we played brandon and i played that's cool. and and that was just boom and that's that's another reason why it's on this because we talk about memories and things yeah. that being memorable that's another reason why it's it's on the list because um you know, I got to experience that with my, my youngest son. Yep. Um, I got to experience it when I was younger. I got to experience all those charity golf tournaments mm -hmm. there and all those memories. So, you know, it's got to be on my list. 
sometimes it's not about the architecture. It's not about the design. It's not about the amenities. There's a lot more to it. And, yeah. you know, that, that's why I think too, you know, uh, we'll have other parts to the same thing because I yeah. know our list could be endless here. We don't want it to be a three hour podcast for people. And uh, again, our memories are our memories and, you know, maybe don't mean as much to other people, but uh, yeah, you, you know, there's other golf courses. I think that we can go through and highlight uh, on the show in future episodes. And I think we can sort of add to this and, uh, layers and layers and, and maybe introduce some people to some golf courses as yeah, well which 100 yeah. yeah okay let's leave it there for now all right let's let's agree to come back to it because i know Definitely. there's more on our list and i think it's a i think it's a good topic and maybe maybe we can even ask at this time before we mm. uh, take a quick break maybe we can ask uh, our viewers or our listeners to uh, to email us either email me at jbotter at flagstick.com or email scott at scott mac s-c-o-t one T S C O T M A C at flagstick.com. Send us your favorites mm, and yeah, why they're your favorite. And, and maybe we'll share those um, on the podcast along with a, a few more of our own. Um, okay. So we're going to close that off there and we've got to take a quick break again, Yep. but that's okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to uh, jump out to the lesson tee and uh, and Kevin Hames going to tell us a little bit about uh, improving our starting position. Um, we'll do that when we come back and we'll also talk product watch. Don't go away. We're coming right back. Introducing the all new Spider GT with Pure Roll 2 to improve topspin and a fluted shaft to enhance feel. No matter how you look at it, it's stability from every angle. Only from TaylorMade. All right, and we're back, and it is time uh, for us to head out to the Lesson T, brought to you by Kevin Haim Golf School. Um, it's, uh, it's always a, the right time to play better, whether you need private lessons, a better short game, some putting help, or even a custom club fitting. Uh, visit kevinhaim.com. Visit kevinhaim.com. And remember that better golf is a lot more fun. Now, this week, Kevin is going to uh, give us uh, give us some help with our starting position. So uh, uh, let's check this out. Okay, golfers, time for a quick tip in our 3D motion capture studio. Jake, what are we working on today? Tell everybody. We're working on alignment. Ooh, we're working hard. And making sure that you develop a good pre-shot routine to get proper setup at impact, which is harder than you think. Yeah, there we go. I look pretty good there from that above view. But it is not easy or intuitive to line up perfectly over a golf ball. you got to give the pros a break on TV. They're trying to get themselves set up, their bodies in the right position to swing properly, right? It takes a, it takes a little work. You can see here, though, with a little pay, paying attention and knowing what it feels like in your body because of the effort, you're in a great position to hit a good golf shot now. Yeah, pre-shot routine is important. Get in front of a mirror, work on your knee alignment, your hip alignment, your chest alignment, your arm alignment, your shoulder alignment. Get yourself set up and comfortable over the ball so you can make a better swing. That's your quick tip for today. Hey, well, I mean, the starting position, Scott, and as a, as a, as a teaching professional, as a PGA of Canada teaching professional, you more than a gajillion times with your students, I'm sure work on their starting position, but I sure. guess it, it's, it goes without saying that you can't underestimate the importance of, uh, of being in the right place to begin the whole process. Um, because if you're not in the right place to begin the whole process, it's kind of hard to, to, to initiate the rest of it, isn't it? Yeah. And as, uh, you know, Kevin points out there uh, with Jake and, and using uh, gears, um, you know, it, it's important to be deliberate. 
about what you're doing. It's important to have intention about what you're doing, whatever is right for you as far as your startup position. Um, but definitely, you know, as he says, it's, uh, you know, if you want some level of consistency, you've, you've got to incorporate that into your own game. So uh, don't just, you know, be sloppy about it and just set up and whack the ball. Um, if you've got intentions of what you're doing, you have to be careful about that. And uh, yeah, so good, good tip there. Beautiful. Okay. Um, moving along, uh, we're going to, uh, this weekend coming, uh, this upcoming weekend is yeah. the, uh, is the uh, Flagstick Open return to its original uh, Victoria Day long weekend position, uh, which we're really, really excited about. And uh, the fact that the Flagstick Open is coming up this weekend is kind of the... Uh, the uh, inspiration, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> if you will, the inspiration uh, behind this this week's product watch uh, yeah. brought to you uh, by uh, the good folks at Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Uh, save 40% on all daily green fee rates with FlexPass for only $425 plus tax. Visit greensmere.com for more information and to purchase your FlexPass. Um, so the inspiration... Every year we do the flagstick open, we, we obviously have to build the registration gift, which the registration gift at the flagstick open is kind of like a big deal. It's a big deal yeah. for the players. It's a big deal for us. We put a lot of, uh, a lot of effort into it. A lot of the, the funds for the event go towards that particular portion of it, because it's important to us to make sure that no matter what position you place in the tournament, that you're coming out of the event, knowing that you've gotten an amazing value uh, mm-hmm. and uh, for your weekend. So it's coming up with new ideas every year. I mean, there's only so many things that you can, that you can yeah. do. And, and we're and, 10 years, we're 10 years into yeah. the plastic open. So, so yeah. this year we decided that part of that registration gift, aside from, you know, a nice uh, um, Adidas, uh, you know, quarter zip pullover, uh, a nice Adidas cap, Adidas belt, um, a dozen uh, tailor-made TP5 balls that we were going to uh, provide all the players uh, with a tailor-made quiver bag. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, which is not just a golf bag. It's different than a golf bag. Yeah. And um, it's unique. And, and so Scott, let's talk about the let's talk specifically about the tailor-made mm-hmm. quiver bag and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit different uh further conversation after this but let's talk about the quiver bag first of all what is what is so unique about this quiver bag yeah so uh you know obviously carry bags have uh, become important for a lot of people who enjoy you know walking more than anything and uh you know manufacturers have tried to address uh their needs and the quiver bag from TaylorMade this year is, uh, you know, it's a more compact bag. Still holds, you know, all your clubs. Uh, weighs about three pounds, but it uh, has a new mini stand as well. So if you think about a stand bag, full length stands all the way up. Uh, this is a golf bag that is designed to have a mini stand that flips out. So it keeps your golf bag pretty much off the ground except, except for the base um but it makes it a little bit more usual or, or uh, a more useful as far as um something that you're going to have be lightweight uh really quick to to kind of get around the golf course with this what they call a micro stand system has a three-way top which reduces the weight um again you know you can have a you can have a half set in here, but you can have a full set at the same time, even though it's a compact bag, uh, this does have a good strap system has six total pockets as well. 
um, you know, for your garments and valuables. You're obviously not going to carry as much in this as you would in a staff bag or a cart bag. Uh, and then also has some padding as far as the hip cushion. So really useful, especially if you like to walk. Um, it's not a pencil bag. It's not so small that it doesn't carry anything that you can only put a few clubs in here. As I mentioned, you can carry the full set in here. Uh, but having that little flip out micro stand just just makes it great and i think the uh i think all the players uh are going to really appreciate this at the uh, flagstick open this year i i think it's a it's kind of like the uh the perfect the perfect little golf bag for um you know you you want to grab some clubs you know yes you can take your full set um but there's nights where you want to pop over if you're close to your golf course you want to pop over and just play a few holes mm -hmm. um maybe you want to just take four or five clubs in a putter throw yeah. half a dozen balls in the bag and some teas. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're just you going the, to practice. Yeah, you just yeah. or you're going over to the putting green to chip and putt and you only yeah. need your wedges and your putter and you don't want to, you know, drag the whole bag over there, especially if you're used to having a cart bag. A lot of people nowadays are our carts are more and more popular as we alluded to back on a, yeah. a very early episode. Mm -hmm. Um that carts were more popular, cart bags were more popular, even the stand yep. bags were were getting bigger with more pockets and more dividers and um you know meant more for the cart but you could carry it if you needed to right this is kind of that grab some clubs go to the driving range hit a hit three or four clubs go home it's perfect for that and uh which is why we chose it as you know we've done everything we've done duffel bags we've done yeah, uh, we did full size bags. stand bags. Done, we did a full stand bag, the yeah. the uh, Flex Tech uh, light bags, uh, which mm -hmm. is actually one of the prizes. We did that for everybody one year, and this year we decided, you know what, just do a bag, but let's do something different. And and the quiver bag was the was the choice. So um, that rounds out the uh, the registration gift for mm. uh, for this year's Flagstick Open. Um, yeah. So there you go, product yeah. watch for another episode of flagstick podcast um now staying on topic mm -hmm. of uh of the flagstick open um you know once again i think just because it is flagstick open week before we close out the show this week i think we should just kind of get down to a little bit of a an update <clears throat> um a lot less cancellations and you know we have a wait list it's a you know there's a fairly extensive wait list and some people uh, have been on the wait list for quite some time and I and I have to apologize I'm still getting emails from people saying you know or, am I going to get in am I going to get in mm. I don't know uh, at this yeah. point we have not swapped in that many players there have not been that many cancellations this year um, so in previous years I e easily would have seen 15 to 20 cancellations in the last two weeks leading up to the tournament I have not seen that many cancellations this year so you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're down to what's today. Today's Tuesday. Uh, this podcast is going to be out tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, and uh, the draw will be finished and posted by the time this podcast comes out. Yep. And then after that, you know, yes, we'll once see. the draw comes out, you know, when the draw is out, there generally is a couple of cancellations yeah we'll take a few, we'll take a like few people off the <laughs> alternate list from there and emergencies happen and, yep. and it's just like on tour you know things happen at the last minute and so forth and we're certainly understanding as far as when that happens but uh you know i've heard from a lot of people looking forward to the weekend other people sad because maybe they couldn't make it and they had to withdraw or yep. they just couldn't they couldn't even enter this year 
but obviously it looks like a quality field based on oh, what yeah. we've been seeing so Absolutely. far. Tremendous field, especially hyper, you know, super competitive uh, for the overall title and, and for the A's and the strength of the B's as well. And, you know, we're looking forward to welcoming them, whether they're coming from, you know, Nova Scotia, Northern Ontario, you know, whether their handicap is plus four or 24. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be a good weekend. I mean, it's what's exciting is to see now the way the way that we've always structured uh, the flagstick open in that our A and B division play off the same tees. And that is that is by design, mm -hmm. because generally speaking, our A and B division players are the A division in pretty much every amateur golf tournament. As far as the quality of the field, you know, it, it's so deep. Now, yeah. once we get down into C and D, not that anybody in C or D, if they played the same tees, wouldn't have a shot at winning. But I mean, realistically, you know, the 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 Probably level not. of golfer is odds, odds are against that yeah so yeah. that's why we do it that we have three sets of tees yep. that we run uh and it's a hybrid setup that we use it's not whatever the course is setup is we change the setup depending on the weather uh the, the wind mm -hmm. um you know how we want the scoring to be uh, and it changes from day to day so uh, you know anybody from b flight or b division uh we call i like to call them divisions not flights um b division could easily win this golf tournament um and uh and that's why that's one of the things that makes it so unique is the depth of this field is you know when we do those divisions and i'm cutting off a flight at zero mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's a strong that's field deep. when your b flight starts at, at yeah point one we all we always get a kick every year when we get people that all of a sudden are you know in the field and and you know they related maybe to certain associations and how they uh split up their fields but you know we'll get a player who's you know a 1.5 and you're in yeah. b flight uh and you know that's just just how it is as far as those divisions but uh you know great to see you know some of those players are certainly capable as you mentioned yeah um we could have players that are you know maybe they've had a poor streak of late uh, you know, we had that, as you mentioned previously, uh, Wesley Kwok, who was a player who was struggling for a while, had just did a bunch of work with his coach. And then next thing you know, you know, catches fire and, and yeah. you know, was a B flighter, but shot nine under while the winner shot 11. Um, yeah, it yeah. is possible. But so people don't have to think of the B flighter as as relative to their well, associations exactly. where it's an eight handicap or a 10 handicap. That's not the case in here. No. Uh, as you said, these are these are divisions, not not flights they're basically categories based on us splitting the field they're not uh, relatable to what you would see in a lot of other amateur well, yeah tournaments. it's not predetermined it's not right. predetermined exactly. what the flight is going to be before people sign up yeah. um yeah. you know so that way we divide the field according to the the size of yeah. the field and and where the handicaps this year it was very specific how we divide, divided the field because because doing a crossover of 120 mm -hmm. players you know we have uh 60 players per side right and we yep. need to keep them within their flight so we are yep. in their division so we have to keep a and b on one side and we have to keep c and d on the other side so that they cross over within their division so it was very different how we did it this year but that's yeah that's that's how it goes now we don't know what the weather's going to be like yet it's going to mm -hmm. kind of hit and miss at this point we're looking like possible clouds maybe a little bit of uh, precipitation happening uh, on the weekend but we cross our fingers and hope that whatever they say bad is going to happen does not happen yep. and that uh, and that we're able to have two nice sunny uh 
low wind days, but <laughs> that might be asking a lot. What it's we do know golf. is the course is going to be in great shape and, yeah. uh, and everybody's going to have a good weekend. So yeah. um, here it comes. Flagstick yep. open this weekend. Yeah. Looking forward to getting out to Equinel and uh, being on that uh, tee box and seeing all those players. And as I said, welcome them back on the May long weekend, exactly. our traditional time of, of that tournament. All right. Well, that's uh that's it for us for another uh, another episode of uh, Flagstick Podcast. Uh, Want to thank our sponsors as always: Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, Kevin Haim Golf School, and of course our presenting sponsor, TaylorMade Golf Canada. Check out the new Stealth line of equipment at TaylorMadeGolf.ca and welcome to the Carbon Wood Age. Hopefully, uh, you are still continuing to enjoy listening and watching. Uh, this podcast be sure to follow us across all the social media networks instagram twitter and facebook subscribe to us on spotify audible and apple podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel like us and click the notification bell to make sure that you get every single episode as we drop it don't want you to miss a thing get over to flagstick.com and you'll uh, you'll find more amazing interesting golf content published there every single day as always we appreciate you tuning in until next week i am jeff botter i'm scott mcleod and always remember go for the stick